Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC Flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? I'm amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. With me, as always, DJ Mark. Sup? Also joining me this week, the legend himself, Lavender Gooms. No, no, I'm not the legend today. The legends today are those fallen soldiers who fought for us. A happy Memorial Day uh, to you guys, to the rest of you guys. I hope you had a happy Memorial Day. Uh, besides that, happy National Paperclip Day. Didn't know uh, that really needs a whole day. And for those of you who uh, have children, a happy National 529 Day. What? Yeah. You don't know what a 529 plan is? Of course you don't. You don't have children. What a 529 plan is, it's one of those plans where you... Uh, can save a certain amount of money for a kid's college fund. It stays in there for like 18 years, and then you give that little ungrateful shit that money at the end. Okay. Learn something new. And also, by the way, um, people don't really talk about this a lot. The entire month of May is National uh, Military Appreciation Month. Just put that out there. Feels like. Because, right. I mean, a real top people have this talking point like, oh, why, do, why does Pride have a whole month and the military gets a day? They got a whole month to just, you know, it's just nobody knows about it. They, right? just, they just, they just, you know, we haven't reached a point commercially where people are going to sell out the military for uh, making deals at the mall. You know, I, I also guess, believe, May, I also believe May is uh, Asian American Pacific Islander month as well. I, I mean, there's only 12 months, bro. We got, I got some overlap. <laughs> it's what it is. Isn't it like something like they got to do something like with the month does it's not really necessarily a calendar month. Like we're going March 10th to like April 9th. That could be a month for stuff too. I'm just saying. Mm, weird. Well, Hispanic oh. Heritage Month is between the 15th of September to the 15th of October. See, that's actually a decent system, I think. We're, nah, we're at that point now. That's some bullshit, man. Why? Like, I want just a month. What's this? Yeah. Give me, we got to share, give me though, that way. One month, give me half of another. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like you just don't want to share. That kind of sounds like, oh, Hispanics, they need to borrow from people. Like, oh, they got to borrow half a month here, half a month there. That's That's racist, yo. We really started somewhere, and then we ended up here. And you could never have guessed, even following the breadcrumbs, how we ended up here. But this is where we did. Um, this is a good segue, though. Uh, nothing's going on. Like, at all. Like, no, it's a little dry. Just nothing's going on. And I'm saving you guys the uh, rant. I go on every year or, t- or every few months or I don't know, however it is, where we get a couple weeks where there's nothing. And I normally go, what the fuck is Bellator doing? And this, or what the fuck is Strike Force doing, or what the fuck is, you know, I mean, right now it's really what the fuck's PFL doing, you know, that's where we're at now. What the fuck's one doing? But all right, no, uh, no fights of consequence this weekend, past weekend at all, and this coming week we got a. Uh, I think one had a thing. Last weekend I they think did. One had a thing they? this week. A real I one? Thought so, I thought on Friday I was seeing one. Okay, a real one. <laughs> we didn't say that. We said, I said they were doing well, something. Well, I mean, like, you can tell when one is trying and one is just like, we're, we're just, you know, 
I think they were squirting out some kickboxing matches or something. But okay, I, 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 do was, I don't like know if it was Friday. MMA necessarily. Okay. It might have been. Might have been because one is doing like you know four different sports. God bless them over there. Um, but yeah, uh, no fights last weekend really at all. Uh, and this weekend, the UFC's back at the apex, which means they are just fulfilling a contractual obligation to put fights on television or on ESPN Plus. So we should care probably as much as they do. I think that's you know reasonable. And uh, when they later complain, Mark, that uh, why don't people like the flyweights? I don't know, man, because the number three and a number seven guy are main eventing in front of no people with no fanfare, with no help at all in the card, maybe? Like, Sure. Yeah, we have a, a young prospect, potentially. I, I think if Amir wins this fight, this is a huge opportunity for him to really make a name for himself. Um, but Kai it's Car not. France, yeah, Kai Car France was in title contention. I mean, actually, did, did when he fought Brandon... Brandon it was interim. He was doing well okay. before Brandon kicked his liver into the and, third row. And don't get me wrong, Mark. I'm not disagreeing with you that this wouldn't be a big win for him. I'm just saying that it wouldn't be like a big exposure to him because no one's watching this. Yeah. No gonna see, yeah. No, I yeah, mean, I, I, yeah. also, I think it's basically a pick em almost, isn't it? Or close to it? Probably something I know like that. He, I, I know uh, Al Bazi, he started as an underdog. And then he got pushed to the favorite just because of heavy betting. I mean, we're pretty mm. much at even. I mean, I guess BetMGM has slightly in favor of Kai. But, yeah, um, that's a lot of respect for uh, being put on this kid, by the way, man, which is not a lot of notable wins. Like, I was so yeah. sure Mark and I had talked about him. And now I'm looking at who he beat, and I'm wondering, would we have even talked about him Honestly, for beating that guy? Know. Yeah, it would have been me just remember. forcing it because I'm like, oh, this guy's from the Middle East. Let me, like, force the conversation. But, like. He beat a guy without a Wikipedia page by KO in the third round. Like, probably should do that. But anyway, um, yeah. Um, and then UFC is then putting on a very middling pay-per-view um, the week after that. With uh, I, I, I think every time, Mark, we talk about it, they don't give Amanda any help on any pay-per-view. It's weird. Um, but, I mean, Charles Oliveira, Benil Darius is a good fight. But after that, whoo. Like, yeah. woo. and again, I like Nate Landwehr. He's a fun fighter to watch, and Dan Ige mm -hmm. is too. But. Agreed. And look, again, I've never had been bored in an Eric Anders fight, but like, I'm not, I shouldn't have to pay, you know, 80 bucks to see him compete. Um, yeah, there's fights on the prelim that I find a little more intriguing. I don't know if you could, like, I, Curtis I, uh, and Imovov. Well, I was even going to say Matthew Chanel. Like, I mean, he, oh, that's another he exploded. One, yeah. yeah, that got really, and then, you know, Roundtree and Chris. I think have some name value. Um, yeah, and then Curtis and, and Manava. I think, honestly, you go fights three through eight could be in any order. Like, I mean, like, mm -hmm. from Fugit yeah. down to, like, Curtis and Imavov, you could have just, whatever. You know, any yeah, order you want. That's, that's not a good thing, by the way. I'm not viewing that as, like... No, it needs to be a ramp-up, right? Yeah. I would kind of expect the prelim main event maybe to be a little more of you know, consequence and of stature than some of the other prelim cards. Yeah. But yeah, you could have kind of slotted these around in any way. Cause they all, they're all in this middling ground where like they're notable fighters. That, I would have like, put heard like, of and probably I would seen. Say, Ige versus Landwehr should have been like the prelim main event just cause like it would convince you to pay for the pay-per-view cause they're going to throw down. Like that's going to be a good mm -hmm. fight. And we're talking about a card two weeks from now, but Mike, I think we've talked about it. And like, if you're going to charge the same amount for every pay-per-view, you got, you set expectations. And I think all of our expectations are, two belts and a contender fight, right? Like, I mean, I think even on the lower end, I think our expectations are at least three fights that you're really looking forward to watching. Mm -hmm. 
Is yeah. that is that too low a bar? Yeah, you, I mean, give me three five three fights that need to be five rounds, basically. Are Benio and Charles you, Oliveira going five rounds in that, in that thing? They have to be because if not, oh my god, right? Yeah, like I don't know. You need you need two two turntables and a microphone. Right. Yeah. And right here they got one turntable and even that one's not playing a great record. So it's kind of like Honestly, man, that's a tough when sell. this was Pennington Nunes three, oh my God. Like yeah. Like that's I mean, I even Irene, worse. <laughs> like that's I'm, worse I'm, than this. We'll get into it next week, I'm sure. But Irene, I think, kind of makes it interesting since it's a new matchup, but For it's us. also like stylistically <laughs> stylistically, I think, you know, it kind of plays into Amanda's wheelhouse as well. But you know, we'll get into Honestly, it. Honestly, I think I'm sure. every woman in that division stylistically plays into Amanda's favor at this point. So whether she, you know, gets it done or not. Um, all right. Yeah, not a ton of news uh, I saw out of the UFC this week. Um, some people just asking, what the fuck is this BMF thing? Just people asking, what are we, what's going on here? What, um, how did this become a belt? Why is it getting activated and deactivated? And then Dana White said a bunch of fighters said they want to fight for it. And, you know, Dana White, the fighters want it. He's there for the fighters, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, you know it. <laughs> I just hey, I mean, does... can we get can we get more show and win money? No, go fuck yourself. Hey, can we get a sterling silver belt that just says "beat bad motherfucker" on it? Sure, why not? Yeah, they the, got the they got the, the rock belt... last time to do it. What do you think they're gonna get this time, Kevin Sorbo? I mean, <laughs> but that, does this belt come with any of the? You know, pay increases that the actual world well, Gaethje seems to indicate. Does. Gaethje seems to indicate it was a thing to get more money. Like one day, do you think it'd be like the equivalent of like the um, interim belts? No, like I, th- I think I think I think that's when the UFC says, "Oh no, no, this is not as much as those belts. Back. We're giving you a little couple bucks less." This is when the okay. UFC doesn't I mean, think the belt it'd matters. It'd be interesting to find that out. Like actual have numbers, but that's kind of the thing we always are lacking. So. I mean, do you know what it is? You know, like. Part of the reason the calendar is dead, according to some people, is that it's fucking Power Slap 2. Like, I'm not kidding. There's a whole, like, Power Slap finale season premiere? I don't know. The yeah. Slap Daddy or whatever his name is was in some commercial. If you go to the UFC website, it's mostly talking about the slap shit. Just, which, as Dana White said, is the most watched th- sport on, on social media, even mm-hmm. if you add up all the other sports combined. The slap thing has more people watching. I'm going. I'm going on USC.com to see how far down I have to go before slap league comes into play. So you you keep talking. I'll, I'm doing important work. How long until? Okay. Like how much has it penetrated the UFC site? Which should have none. Realistically, I don't know why there's this. I mean, depends how good your pop up blockers. So well. to be honest. <laughs> I think your pop-up blocker is so well. I don't know why it's. Oh, it, wait, wait. There it is. Right at the top. <laughs> yep, there it is. Right at the top. There's a big red banner that says, Watch Power Slap 2 free on Rumble. There it is. Mm. There it is. I started scrolling down thinking, Oh, it's got to be like maybe somewhere in the middle. I scrolled all the way back up. It's like, No, bam. It's right above uh, Dana White and Conor McGregor's big pink fat faces. You know, Jesus, I'm just putting this out there. There was a t- for people who are uh, became fans of this sport in the last like the post McGregor era. There was a time where um, Dana White was, while no one thought he was a perfect person, he was a he seemed like a moderately admirable one, and for his goals and the way he was hustling, I don't know. There was a lot. Of, I don't. I I think like how the way he worked for the sport and really ultimately his company. Let's I mean mostly the company, but like. 
All the stuff he did, the way he would go. I remember he used to be on like every, he would show up everywhere for anything. He'd be on any podcast. He'd be on any interview. He'd do, he'd talk to anybody. I don't know. It was, uh, things have changed. He doesn't seem to give a fuck anymore. It's weird. He's like just a caricature of that now. Mike, I think you're muted. I was muted. Okay. I think that's because as you were alluding, alluding to, Back then, he had to hustle. He wanted to make the UFC a legitimate, and not just a legitimate sport, but in in the same breath as one of the big four. So he had to do all of that. He's done his work already. He has he has sown those oats. He has he is reaping his rewards. All right. He is on his front porch with a straw hat with a mint julep in his hand now. I don't know. It's just like, again, like he did. Yeah, it wasn't like he was a fucking hero back then. He had that stuff with like Share Dog and the stuff he said about, uh, I forgot her name. Her name was Maggie something. I thought it was Hunt, Loretta. Loretta I'm going to say Maggie. Yeah, Loretta Hunt. I was thinking about Maggie Hendricks. That's a different MMA reporter. Um, Loretta Hunt. But again, I don't know. Back in the day, now it's literally, I just like, what kind of stuff? Because I was like, I saw something and folks, the podcast this week. We're going to jibber-jabber for a while. It's going to be stuff we like. I mean, at some point, we're going to pick... Uh, we're probably all going to pick Kai Kara France to win this fight. Probably. Um, but, um, yeah, I saw a thing where, like, he said, like, he was shitting on Francis and Francis fighting Anthony Joshua, right? He's like, it's a gimmick fight. Mm-hmm. We don't do gimmick fights at the UFC, right? And then three days later... Someone at a press conference asked him about Tyson Fury and John Jones back and forth and whether he wanted to put on Tyson Fury versus John Jones. And he's like, yeah, tell Tyson to call me. And that was like three days later. Just like, mm-hmm. Good yeah, like, just, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, he doesn't care. It doesn't matter, right? Like, well, to there's no consequence. Just, to defend him just slightly, very slightly. Mm. That's the job of a promoter to be shameless. I know, but like, by the way, uh, I'm not sure you guys caught the thing where he was talking. He was trying to be, he was being real nice about the PFL, and then he started shitting on the PFL. He was not, he was not being nice. Oh, he's just like, oh, I like the PFL guys. They're really nice, and they've always said nice things about me, but like, I don't understand the business, and yada, yada, yada. He doesn't know, he hasn't figured out how to attack them yet because they haven't antagonized him directly. And he can't attack their broadcast partner. Because, like, he was, like, that was his thing always because he wouldn't attack Scott Coker because how do you attack Scott Coker? Scott Coker doesn't say anything ever. You know what I mean? Like, he could attack, like, the uh, the Elite XC schmuck. He could attack the uh, M1 idiot because they got loud and bright. He could, he could attack Bjorn. Bjorn was a, was a, you know, mouthy dude. But, like, he couldn't attack, like, uh, Scott Coker, so he just went after the network. He can't go after the PFL network. It's the same network he's on. And they don't say anything about him. That's why, like, him shitting on the PFL last week, everybody was like, man, you just sound like you got, like, you're talking about your ex. You know, it was like, it, was, it did not play well. Like, even in the places, like, who don't know his gimmick. I don't know. Just a thought there. Um, and, yeah, I want Tyson, ver- if we're just talking again, Francis versus Deontay Wilder. Just that one. Let's do that. Right? I think that's, who doesn't want to see that? Honest question. Dude. It would be very fun to see that for the round and a half it would last. Ooh, just wild swings. <laughs> It'd be awesome. <laughs> um. Anyway, oh, and uh, Adam Sandler's doing a show about the UFC. Know, Not a sitcom. movie? 
No, it's. It, uh, I'm sure you saw it, Bob, because I read it too. It, it's a. It's supposed to be a sitcom based on like working in the offices of yeah. the UFC. I, I'm the one who sent it to you, and I was just oh, okay. Yeah, I was just yeah, like, yeah, it's like a UFC like, comedy, which I'm just yeah. like, what kind of fucking office like slapstick shit? And then you go to no. Dana's office, like, what are we doing? Is it? Is it? Uh, uh, is it a sitcom where it's actually the UFC or? Like I, a sitcom it's, where it's at a you know no other yeah. other three names no uh, right, like, the, like Dana company. brought this up because people were well he was trying to distract from the, from the fact where people are like oh the Conor McGregor documentary is so good you know how'd you guys put that together and he had to be like we didn't that's not ours that's that's Conor's you know by himself um, I didn't I mean I haven't seen it but like. I imagine that it showcases lots of UFC in it, so it's like yeah, no, he got I don't know why he would even be like yeah, yeah. Like, but I think why he just was just like oh no, but Adam Sandler is going to do a show about the UFC, you know. Um, but like he's and he's also but he also says they are doing a documentary with Roku uh, for the behind the scenes uh, of the UFC, which just Dana White yelling at people. What do we like? What is this show? Yeah, I don't know. What confidence do we have that? Considering the dreck that comes out of Happy Madison Productions, that this comedy is going to be any good. Well, oh, to be clear, also, I don't think Adam Sandler's in this. Like, I don't think Adam Sandler would be in this. Do you? It's just like, a production <laughs> company. But I mean, that being said, like, while I don't watch or haven't seen like an Adam Sandler movie since like maybe like Little Nicky or something, you know, mm-hmm. like in that realm, like they apparently do phenomenal on Netflix. Yeah. Like all of these like westerns and mystery murder the one with uh, jennifer aniston there's like two of yeah, those I think it's like a mystery yeah like those, a mystery those, enough thing. to make sequels so and and, and apparently yeah, they, they do very very well so like maybe this show has some cut you know would have some audience outside of the fan base or outside of a hardcore fan base like like us personally but like i don't know you know i mean they also have the relationship with the ufc because his production company did the one with um kevin james yeah, and that and that that was UFC direct, was it not? Did they? They was he fighting in the? I think he, he was. was yes, he came up on the regional, and then he got like a short notice fight to fight. Um, Klasinski or something. Yeah, did you watch? Did you see the movie? Yeah. Okay, it, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. Let me be clear about that. No. It was. It was exactly what you thought it was. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. I, mean, I think in that realm, the Warrior was probably like the best adaptation of like an MMA, and I still had my issues with it when I when it's been a long time since yeah. I've seen that. Um, but yeah, here comes the boom. Wasn't bad or anything yeah I mean, but i remember I, like it was uh he was like at home watching with he was like friends with boss rutin for some reason mm-hmm. and then uh they would watch the fights together and then uh they were talking about like christoph uh Szynski was playing says he had a different name in the movie they were watching christoph yeah. fight and christoph beat some dude's ass and then boss is like hey do you know that guy made like i don't know hundred thousand dollars extra for that knockout or something and the yeah and then the school was losing funding and that's why he fights and then right. he ends up fighting uh, homeboy at the end of the fight and, and the UFC mm-hmm. and uh, he gets Salma Hayek too it's an interesting movie just yeah. putting it that way Get, gets her or has her already isn't that his wife already no he gets her oh okay yeah, yeah. she's like the music he's like the she's like the music te- I don't know I don't uh, maybe she she's music he's Jim it's been a long yeah, time I was gonna say Spanish teacher but I'm like that's just racist she may not be a Spanish yeah, teacher yeah I, I honestly movie. don't remember what her position was she could have been principal for all I recall but yeah I mean but, I don't um, know and also like Sandler's a uh, endeavor person too right it's everybody's mm-hmm. just giants goddamn circle jerk of everybody getting paid here folks that's what's happening here um but yeah um besides that there's not really a lot going on i think uh i think that terrence crawford and errol spence are going head-to-head with the ufc though i found that interesting 
Uh, it's going against in two weeks or next week. No, no, on the thing, they're going to go head to head. They just got announced um, against the uh, the BMF one. They're going to be the same night as the BMF title. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Mike, who's got your who's got your attention? Uh, probably going to be the the boxing match. That one we've been. I mean, even like I'm not the biggest boxing fan in the world. We all know Crawford and Spence. This is a thing we'd all been wanting this for like years. I like. Um, I don't know how much you guys are following this. I think I might have mentioned it to you, uh, Mark, but like it's very clear that this younger, new, younger generation of boxers that are coming up aren't afraid. Afraid is not even the right word because I don't think the other guys were, but like they're fighting each other in their primes. Like the fights are happening. Mm -hmm. A lot of them. And I honestly think the fact that like the UFC has come up during this time where if you lost a fight, it wasn't devastating to your like existence because uh haney said that like actually last week devin haney was like he likes how in the ufc like you know if you lose it's not that you're like fucking done you know you can come back and you rebuild yourself and you know you take chances and stuff i don't know have you noticed this like at all uh mike are like they're like we're seeing a lot of these like good fights getting put together like every other week boxing seems to have one of these mm-hmm. yeah i'm not exactly sure what the reason is but it is definitely happened um for god knows how many years uh you wouldn't see people wouldn't see the boxing fights that people wanted to see mm-hmm. until both guys were a little past their prime and not exactly at the the best of their abilities yeah and i don't know it could be because of the ufc um i don't know but that I'm was always a criticism though right that was the criticism yeah. like the ufc was like oh we're gonna book the fights you want to see and now we're at a point where we're like, you guys really, you're not, we're not getting Jones and and Ganu. You guys really all fucked that up, huh? You guys fucked I up think, Jones and Ganu. I, <laughs> I think I might also just be recognizing with those particular boxers, perhaps the actual state of boxing is to the point where the economics of being able to just pad your record mm-hmm. and not have those big fights people want to see, mm-hmm. maybe they just can't do it anymore. I mean, I don't think people it are like that as well. What's the kid? Uh, the kid who just lost, um, Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia. <laughs> and I saw like he, everybody gets criticism when they lose still, because even in MMA, you can read about everybody's a bum when they lose. But like, I don't know. The kid lost. He was talking a lot. You know, he'd been a lot of hype around him for fucking years. He's been Instagram famous. He's that been that social media boxer dude, like the real one, not like the the boxer who became a social media guy rather than the other way around. And like, I don't know. It didn't seem like it was that devastating. You know, like. I uh, you lost a fight back then. It was like, should he retire? You know, Lennox Lewis lost two fights, and we're like, get the fuck out of here, bro. You got to get out right now. Actually, he didn't even lose. He won, and like he won, didn't win good enough, and left. Anyway, um, should we talk about this fight night card and just like get on with it? Because I have nothing. I'm running out of MMA talk, boys. Sure. Yeah, Mike and I, go. Mike and I are both half paying attention to this basketball game. To be honest, like that's what's yeah, happening. Uh, Miami's uh, Miami's doing well. I'm not gonna jinx it. Yeah. So. Um, all right, the UFC back at the apex. Uh, Kai Kara France uh, taking on Amir Aljazi or uh, Albazi. Sorry, Albazi fighting out of Baghdad. Actually, um, I don't remember Kai's last. Fi- I, oh, the last time I remember Kai even fighting was when uh, Brandon kicked his liver like miserably. Was that it? Mm-hmm. it was almost a year ago, close to a yeah. year. So you got like, I mean, he was a very busy before that. It was a very, very busy fighter before that. Um, 
But I guess he got hurt. He was trying to fight in February. He got hurt. But still, that was going to be a bit of a layoff for him. Kind of like that for him. That was uh, after losing a title fight, resetting yourself. Um, Amir Albazi uh, fought in December. Got a knockout of Alessandro Costa, who nobody knows. Has no Wikipedia page. Um, 4-0 in the UFC. Uh, three finishes. That's two subs and a KO. Um, and he's 16-1 uh, and one overall. I think this is a pick -em. Basically, depending on where you look, you know, I think BetMGM slightly in Kai's favor. Um, I'm not just going to pick the other guy because for just for the, uh, the fuck of it. And I know Mike could go first here. Mike's in first place. I think I'm a game back, right? Uh, yes, you're all a game back. I'm going to I'm going to take Kai because like be disingenuous for me to think that uh, I'm really that confident about Amir because I thought I knew and in my head I've seen him fight, but. I'm going to go with Kai, but I would be, uh, I'm just putting this out there. Uh, this isn't going to decision because the under and flyweight fights have been hitting all year. And this shit is in the apex with the little cage. And uh, Mr. Albazi got 14 finishes in 17 fights. And uh, Kai is not terrible with 14 of his 24 wins being by finish as well. And he also gets finished. So I got Kai though. Mark, what do you got? Yeah, I'm with Kai as well. It, and a lot of it just has to do not being as familiar with um, Amir. But, you know, he has a fantastic record. Um, only one loss. Um, that was outside of the UFC. But like you said before, the opposition in the UFC, just not super familiar with. So it's hard to really gauge even doing your MMA math to see like, oh, well, these guys have a common opponent. How do they fare uh, against that particular person? There's really none of that here. So you can look at Kai and be like, well, he's definitely fought in some of the upper opposition fighting Brandon twice. Um, and actually, and then also fighting Brandon uh, Roy Val, who's also kind of, I, I don't know where he's ranked, but I think he's up there. He's right? up there. I mean, um, he's one of those guys that he was the one. He was the, God bless Brandon Roy Val. Remember, he was like, I'm the number five ranked fucking flyweight. Why am I in the prelims? And the UFC, Dana White had to be like, oh, he's yeah, right. I right. like yeah. it when guys say that. And then, you know, yeah, uh, so, Roy I mean, Val is he, four now. Yeah, so he's only lost against, you know, the upper guys outside of, you know, when before he started the UFC, where he does have, you know, a number of losses there. Um, what I think is interesting is that, you know, Amir is um, predominantly gets a lot of wins by su uh, submission. Kai hasn't shown necessarily, you know, that to be a particular weakness of him. He has been subbed three times in the past, but it's not like it's his Achilles heel where he's getting subbed all the time. Um, he's a great stand-up fighter, but, you know, it's a little questionable if it goes to the mat, you know, potentially I think Amir might have some advantages there and that could be an avenue to victory for him. So there is some appeal and knowing that and seeing his record, I could see how the line has moved from him being a, um, an underdog to kind of being even or even a favorite in some spots. So, um, but just yeah, like you said, Bobby, it would, it would be disingenuous. I'd be going off just looking at like his record and not knowing really his style and watching a few highlights he also, to be like, like oh kai's fought everybody like he beat oscar oscar oscarov and oscar oscarov left the company i don't know what the hell happened there like i was out there yeah, looking to see where oscarov is ranked and i forgot he just requested his release after that fight for like and no he was highly reason. yeah he was highly touted in the division yeah as well. i mean so like he hasn't been all these guys but like i mean he's I, I'm, I did not think this was his first five-rounder i mean i guess it's not his first five-rounder he fought for a title but i thought he may have entered another fight night before honestly but yeah, this is uh, we'll see two for Kai so far. Mike, do you remember remember Albazi at all? Uh, we're gonna be sweeping this. Uh, Albazi seems like he's a pretty good prospect. He hasn't lost in the UFC yet. 
four or five and zero. Oh. Uh, as you guys alluded to, um, hasn't really fought great competition yet. The most noteworthy guy he fought was Davison's brother. Um, I forget what his first name is, but that was Francisco. the only thing. I, Francisco. Yeah, that's the only thing I I remembered about Albazi that he fought Davison's brother. Uh, it's gonna be a pick 'em. I mean, it's it's a pretty close fight, I think. Uh, both of these guys are pretty well-rounded. Uh, Bozzi's pretty good on the ground. They both have heavy hands. Um, Kara France, he fought last fight. I mean, fight of the night against the guy who is going to become champion again. Uh, similar to you guys, I don't know too much about Bozzi outside of seeing maybe one or two fr uh, fights. I... Literally just because of lack of real knowledge on the other guy, I'm gonna go with France on this one. Yeah, and he uh he was winning. And he won the first round against Brandon for sure, I thought. Like it was not going mm -hmm. bad necessarily. It was close. I think it was one one going into that third round where he got that noise was horrible. If you guys remember that, it sounded like a, just the biggest thwack ever when he got kicked in the liver. Um But yeah, the rest of this card is uh whew. Not great, but uh, Alex Caceres, man. Keep going, bro. What else can we say, man? He, like, he's won six of seven, you know? Fight, he bounced back from that uh, Sadiq Youssef loss to just whooping Julian Arosa's ass in three minutes. Um, fighting a 37-year-old vet in Daniel Pineda. Um, doesn't mean the other guy, Daniel Pineda, is not good. Daniel Pineda is 28 and 14. He's got 19 submission victories. And Alex Caceres does think, you know, he's here to roll with you. He will grapple even though it's not even the best idea, you know, he's ever had. There's been a couple of – I think who was one – there was one – I think – didn't he fight Cron? Um, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to grapple Cron. Am I imagining mm -hmm, yeah. this? Yeah, that did not yeah, go well. Loss, yeah. That went real bad. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I like – I mean, Caceres still going out there. Mark, you mentioned it. Uh, Jared Gordon, Jimmy Miller. That's mm – -hmm. we know those people. Um yeah, and Tim Elliott under that, you know. So it's 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 not like the name that this car doesn't have like any name value. It's just uh, I don't know. It, it's a little uninspired, I suppose. Uh, Ketlin Souza is not the same person as Ketlin Vieira, right? And got and like got married. That's a different person. Uh, I think I think you're right. Okay, it's a different person. I think you're right. My bad. <laughs> I oh, I mean that's not my bad. I was checking. Um, yeah. Um, this just feels like we owe people fights. I I I I keep pointing out I like Jin Yu Frey back when when she was in Invicta. She's had like six UFC fights. I might have seen like one of them. Uh, she really needs to win this one too. Uh, I think I've seen Jamie Malarkey fight before, right? That name sounds really familiar. I thought like he's been impressive in he previous be, fights he, as well. He uh, lost to Jalen Turner. No, maybe not. <laughs> beat Michael Johnson by split. Which that could be mm, anything. That Meeting Michael Johnson yeah. could mean literally anything. <laughs> mm -hmm. You could be amazing or just terrible. <laughs> that's uh, that's where that one goes. Um, yeah, we're giving this more attention than the UFC did when they put it together, I think, to be honest. This is this is what they got going on. Um, Kai needs a win, man. I don't think you take a year off and then you lose to the number seven guy. You know, I think... I think you got people questioning stuff, right? That is the fact that this is a pick'em. I don't care how good this guy knocked out an, uh, a Wikipedia-less fighter. Kai Carl Francis is in a pick'em with him, right? And Mike, you said uh, mm -hmm. the guy was a bit of an or Mark, you said he was a little bit of an underdog for it moved. Well, I think that's what Mike told me. I don't, oh, I don't Mike follow did, the lines yeah, as much, but 
Yeah. I guess he's got to win. Straight up. Like, I'm just looking at this thing. I'm like, he's got to win. This is, uh, this is, a, it'd be devastating if he lost this one. Um, anyway. Um, but yeah, um, UFC, <coughs> June 3rd, Saturday on ESPN and ESPN Plus. They're putting this on TV. That's a mistake. That's, that's why. That's a mistake. Um, all right. Um, Let's do stuff we like. Mark, right go ahead. Uh, yeah, I got a couple things this week. Um, a little out of... I'll, I'll do the video game stuff first. That's more of my lane. Um, I did mention last week uh, this Warhammer 40k first-person shooter called Bolt Gun came out. Um, really well-received. I personally really enjoyed it. I was looking forward to it quite a bit. Um, and it's been nice to see the fan reaction to it has been quite positive. Uh, like I mentioned in the past, um, the 40k franchise has come out with a lot of games. Um, and I think the quality of those is kind of all over the place. I don't think they really hit a high mark on most of the time. So to have this first person, what they're calling a boomer shooter come out, um, and really be well regarded with its kind of art style and what it does, I, I think was, you know, a very strong move for the franchise as a whole um as they're making you know looking to take the gaming you know franchise or the gaming market um that they've been penetrating more seriously with more higher quality stuff and i was also presently surprised to find out that it's kind of a quasi sequel to the space marine game that came out like a decade ago and that's getting a sequel um supposedly later this year Uh, so that was really good i did mention last week uh playstation had their big uh showcase this previous week, they hadn't done one of these for over a year, so people were really highly anticipating, you know, a lot of game reveals and, you know, but a lot of Sony's first parties were up to. Um, and unfortunately, that didn't really happen. Um, the show was mostly indie games, um, some trailers for games that we already knew about, and, you know, Sony's involvement was, you know, a lot more removed than I think people anticipated. They did show a good chunk of Spider-Man 2. I thought that looked really good. Um, last week, I did mention I was really looking forward to them finally announcing Helldivers 2, which they did. Um, and that also got me into one of the games I was playing this week. Um, but overall, I think the the general perception of the showcase was lukewarm to disappointing for a lot of people just because we were expecting to see stuff from The Last of Us multiplayer and what a lot of these teams that recently had projects come out and we haven't heard what their next thing is to hear something, right? Even if it was just a CGI teaser trailer, um, but a lot of that didn't come to fruition. A lot of it was, um, you know, games that were multi-platform, not from first-party studios, um, and people are just kind of wondering, you know, why have this showcase if not to show off, you know, your first-party stuff? So um, I, overall, I, I thought, it was, you know, they showed some interesting stuff, but yeah, personally, I was looking forward to seeing what, you know, Sucker Punch and some of these other big studios we're going to get up to, and we just still don't know what they're working on. So that was a little disappointing. Uh, what, was name, mention, what was the name of the... Mm-hmm. Where did this come from? Uh, like, it's called like, the PlayStation Showcase. So like a nobody at this point thought, hey man, let's blow their fucking minds with some Max Payne fucking news. Nobody? 
Nobody thought well, to do that. I mean, that's not really their <laughs> studio to. Uh, there, there is. I mean, so we're getting. Oh, just into, uh, just the, so just the Sony studio, the one they're doing in house. Well, no, I mean, the, the showcase shows third party stuff. But okay, it's, it's up to them to secure those kind of deals if they want to show the game here. There is also we're getting into that time where E3 used to reside. Um, there was no E3 last year. I don't. Thing. Do you miss E3, Ben? Do people miss it, or is it because mm-hmm. everybody does their own things throughout the year? There's no like one event. Like, is it better? Um, it 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 has been devolving for a while. I, I personally miss what it used to be, where it was literally an entire industry coming together to try to one up each other, and it kind of was this thing where it's like Sony's there, Xbox there, Nintendo's there, every you know, and then EA, Ubisoft, Capcom. They all have their press conferences. They're all trying to show you. I mean, it used to be a a literal trade show for them to show the games coming out in video game Comic Con, right, man? Well, yeah, but I mean, it's even different than that because I mean, Comic Con wasn't really like a trade. It was a fan expo. Mm E3 was for you know uh, shopping reps at Walmart and Best Mm -hmm. Buy and Circuit City to be like, what games are coming out this year and how many units are we going to buy for our multi stores across the nation, right? This was really a industry event where it was like, you know, and because of that, a lot of the press conferences they had were extremely boring for consumers because a lot of it was about like how well the systems have been doing, how well, you know, their projections are. And then they talk about games a little bit. Over the years, it started transforming into being more customer, consumer facing in focus where it's like, oh, our press conferences are really going to be about wowing the fans and getting them excited for what's coming up. Um, but over the years, it has devolved into where it's like a lot of these big developers like, well, I don't need to compete and try to fight for time when everyone's doing it together. I'll, I'll present my, you know, showcase of games and trailers and what's coming up next, you know, whenever I feel the need to. And I don't have to compete and I'll get the headlines and I don't have to get overshadowed by my you know, contemporaries. Um, so E3 has really devolved. Um, Sony stopped going. Nintendo stopped going. It was basically just Xbox. And even Xbox wasn't in the same building as E3. They had their own theater across the street. So they would do their little game expo there. Um, they, so never, yeah, they, they never just went like, hey, man, let's bring all the fans in. They like never wanted to. They wanted to go stick at the trade show the whole time. Well, no, I mean, they did start letting fans in, but it was limited quantity. So it was always trade people. So, yeah, if you worked at GameStop or for a major retailer, and you didn't have to be necessarily super high up. If you were a manager of some sort, you could get, you know, uh, an invitation to there. And then it was a lot of press. And then they would have so many fans come to the convention, too. But that didn't really it started becoming an issue where it was like, you know, there's only so many demo kiosks. So if you were interested in playing, you know, this year, I mean, Tears of the Kingdom already came out like a big marquee tile title like Breath of the Wild or something. You'd have to wait in a line all day. So it was just like, OK, well, if you're a fan of games, are you going to go and spend the money and get a hotel and then sit in a line for six hours so you can play, you know, 15 minutes of a demo? Or are you going to, you know, go around the floor and try to play some of the lesser games because they're more easily accessible? So it, and, and then, you know, the press always hated the event because it was like I, it's so hard to get around. There's so many freaking people. Um, they have all these appointments. There's so much news to coverage. So it was it was really th- this thing where a lot of people in the industry itself weren't huge fans of it. But as a consumer myself, I loved to, to see the press conferences and see everyone compete. And, you know, I think it was 2017 where Sony had, you know, one of the best conferences they ever had where they showed Final Fantasy VII Remake, Shenmue 3 and The Last Guardian, all these big heavy hitters that a lot of people didn't think were real and it just blew everyone's mind and got everyone super amped and 
since then, I think the show's deteriorated. Um, and to that point, now what we have is E3 is basically dead. I don't know if they'll be back next year or not. They tried to come back this year, and I think there was so little fanfare for it. Who owned it? They decided it? to cancel. Um, I can't remember what the there. It, it's called the ESA. It's like the Electronic Software Association, and they do a lot of lobbying, lobbying for okay. like yes, and they own it. I mean, um, that might have been their entire revenue source then. It, it, it pretty much was. It was okay. a large. It was a large aspect of it. I think it was like maybe I heard like seventy five percent of their revenue. Um, but they've done a lot of missteps, right? The shows. I mean, a, a lot of the big, um, you know, hardware developers are out of the show. Nintendo and micro. Uh, Nintendo and Sony are no longer presenting at E three. Like I said, Microsoft's at a different building because Microsoft. Well, why? Why do you need to pay for E three? I'll set up shop because they have a Microsoft theater literally across the street from the L A Convention Center. They're like, well, we'll just do our press conference there. We'll have demo kiosks there. We don't need to buy into that. So then E3 just became, you know, uh, you know, a shell of its former self. So, yeah, but but in its wake, now there is a thing called the Summer Game Fest. And like I mentioned before, that's Jeff Keighley, who does the uh, Game Awards. That's kind of his baby, where he's kind of, I don't think it's a big expo necessarily. I think they do have game demos for press to try out. And he does a little press conference so we might see i think that's in sometime in june there could be some interesting stuff there i know they just announced mortal kombat 1 which is technically supposed to be mortal kombat 12 but they're kind of rebooting it or whatever and i think that's going to be shown at that show and there could be some other interesting surprises there as well um all the all the same there's a lot of games coming out now including this coming week on friday the second uh street fighter 6 comes out um and i'm really anticipating that as a big street fighter fan they did a lot of missteps with Street Fighter V, um, and Six seems to be taking a lot of that in course and has a more robust single-player campaign. Um, and just the netcode, I think the roster is really interesting with a lot of new characters, but they brought everyone back from Street Fighter II, the original eight. Um, and it's, it, yeah, it looks really promising. I think the fighting game community is very excited about that game, which I think is really important for it to have legs. Um, so I'm anticipating that. Like I mentioned before, I, I was really excited that Helldivers 2 finally got shown. So I have been playing more of the original again. One of my favorite games, and I love going back to it. It's just such a fun multiplayer game. Um, and then I did want to mention real quick, I did watch some uh, horror movies this weekend, which isn't usually my cup of tea, but Christine was kind of in the mood, and there's a couple I wanted to check out. So first I want to talk about Oculus. Um, this was actually written and directed by Mike Flanagan, um, who I didn't know who he was until he started doing some Netflix shows, House on Haunted Hill, Midnight Mass, I think there was one other one, and, and all those shows are fucking fantastic. They are so good. I can't. I oh, uh, Blair Manor. I think was the other one. I loved Midnight Mass and House on Haunting Hill or whatever. I always screw up that name. And then even Bly Manor, which I didn't think was quite as strong, was still really a good show. Oh, and then I think he just did the the Midnight Society or something like that. It was very Are You Afraid of the Dark? I loved his work. This was one of his first projects. Um, and it was really good. Um, and it had a lot of notable people in it. Um, Karen Gillian, Gilman, I don't know. She plays Nebula, right? I, mean, it's Gil I think Gillian, I think you're right with Gillian. Right. And she's in the Jumanji movies. Um, uh, the lady from Battlestar Galactica, what is her name? Kate. Katie Sackoff. Yeah. Sackoff's in there. Um, and it was, it was a really fun horror movie. I never heard about it before. And it was just really intriguing and interesting. And, 
you know, it had its scares and gross, you know, gore scenes as well. And also it did have, it took me a while. I don't, again, another actor, I don't know. He was the main guy from empire records and he was in dazed and confused. And that was a good, like 30 years ago. So like I saw him, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's who that guy is. I don't remember what his name is. And it was like, yeah, sure enough, it was. And then I had to look up his IMDb and was like, has he just been completely ghost? And I was like, no, he's been in a lot of shit. I just don't watch a lot of like melodrama, you know. Um, Jeremy Strong? Maybe? I don't know. He had like a shaved head. He was oh, like the okay, main so, guy so now, in hmm. Empire Record who like lost all the money. Emp- I, I, Empire Record was definitely one of those like movies in the 90s. I Jeremy Strong was the dude but, from Succession. Not the Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, I really recommend it. I thought it was a really strong horror movie. Um, and then another one that I've been kind of wanting to see was I had very much fallen off the Scream franchise. I think I, w- I definitely watched the first one a lot and enjoyed it. And I probably watched two or three or something, um, but haven't seen the last couple. And I know Scream 5 is where they kind of did this like reboot. It had the, um, the actress from uh, Wednesday in it, who I really enjoyed her in that show. So I was like, oh, I was interested to see that. And this was so Scream 5, I think, was like their reboot where I think it was just called Scream. And this year, Scream 6 came out. Um, and I enjoyed it. It's those movies are kind of weird. I mean, I think Oculus was a very kind of like heavy handed horror flick where it was like after that, I was like, okay, I'd be down to watch another horror movie that's a little more campy and doesn't take itself seriously. And that's exactly what Scream is. Like, it's all about you just trying to figure out like, oh, who's the killer? And that's all all anyone talks about. I was like, oh, this is all the horror tropes and stuff. And I just thought it was a fun film. It was very lighthearted. I mean, there's, you know, some gore and stabbing and a lot of the people from uh, the original Scream make their reappearances and you know some some of the story arcs and motivations are a little weak here and there but you know you're just kind of along for the ride so i enjoyed that aspect of it yeah but i'm sorry that's what i got this week okay um i really don't got much um i do say i I, what i do like is when Mike and I talk about something about like maybe Dana White can be shitty enough to Algernon Sterling and enough people can be stupid that the betting line works out in our favor. Mike, it's moving. What are we at? Where, Where are we at? I saw minus two twenty five. I haven't looked since, but it was it moved from minus two seventy five for Algernon Sterling to minus two twenty five. Yo, you get me under two hundred, okay? You get me under two hundred, people. Come on, it's Algernon Sterling. You guys all seem to think he's terrible. He keeps winning fights, but yeah, he's awful. You know, he's he's hurt. He's real hurt, right, Mike? He's so hurt. Everybody bet on the other guy. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. The guy the guy said he's hurt. Yeah. So I think Maybe. you guys should believe him. That's right. They should definitely believe him. No, um Yeah, that's that's the whole situation. And then um I watched uh AEW pay per view yesterday. Double or nothing. That's what it was called. Double or nothing. Watched that yesterday, um, the fifth Double or Nothing show. I've been to two of them. Um, both the ones I went to, pretty good time. The second one I went to was with Mike. Had an Anarchy in the Arena match, which I'm going to say, Mike, one of the better matches to be there live for now in wrestling. I think between the last two, we might have learned that, right? Just uh, Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, that was real cool. I like the gimmick where they play the music. While the fighting is going on, um, last year everybody's like, "Oh, it's a new Jack." It's a reference to New Jack, and maybe it is, but they did it again this year. Um, last year, I think Jericho stopped the music. It was, both times it was Wild Thing. 
Last year, I think Jericho stopped. Did you music. not notice? Did you not notice that? The, I forgot. The match was, yesterday? Was, I forgot it was Wild Thing for both years. But Jericho, the first year, I think he like unplugged it or something, or he but he met he, they did some gimmick, and then this year the guy who was singing the song got super kicked by the Young Bucks, but his drummer kept playing. That was really funny to me. The drummer just didn't care. He kept playing the drums after his lead singer got super kicked. That was real cool. Um, I thought the world title match was real great between those four guys. They were You knew those four guys were going to go all out, and they did. Um, I think it was really good that Max, uh, MJF really elevated, I think, the other three from a character point of view. Because they all had it, talent-wise. We all know how talented those four kids are. Um, I can say kids because I'm definitely older than all four of them. Like, definitely. Um, Mike, one of our favorites, Chris Statlander's back. With two of the yeah. biggest knee braces <laughs> I've ever seen. I think, uh, as you put it yesterday, that is Stone Cold level knee braces that she has on both her knees. I turned on the um the they have like these post uh, the post press conference thing. That's that new thing to wrestling. I kind of dig, by the way. I kind of enjoy it, uh, especially if they're like especially when the wrestlers are talented enough to like um on the fly carry their character. You know, yeah. And a lot of them seem to be, which is great. Um. I thought, yeah, but he, she came up with the belt, with uh, the belt on one arm, and then she had both knee braces on the other arm. She came and plopped both of them on the table. Um, that was pretty cool. And um, Wardlow's gonna hurt himself, man. That was that was a big old dive, man, with that uh, swanton. He, and he barely. It was barely very Jeff caught. Hardy. Yeah, that's how Jeff Hardy used to do it. And Jeff Hardy don't move around so well now. Speaking of uh, speaking of Jeff Hardy. Uh, oof, that was that was not fun to watch in the buy-in, man. That botch, yeah. The referee, the two botches. The, I thought there I, were two botches. In yeah, there. it wasn't great. Um, I thought the battle royal was pretty fun. I most battle royals suck. Honestly, it's more fun. Like it's fun with the fun we do. We do where we pick a guy and bet five bucks is fun. But like, generally they're just a disaster. And uh, Jamie Hayter's clearly hurt, so they had to get the title off of her. And she's a real trooper for going out there, man. And uh, putting over is Tony Storm, you know, and uh, that match wasn't that long, right? No, it was, it was like, it was what, three minutes. minutes. It was three minutes. She was hurt. People were complaining. It's like, she's hurt. What do you, yeah. the fact that she went out there, God bless her, man. Then they had like, she, she got attacked before the match. There was two run-ins by everybody. They did nothing happened for those, uh, those three minutes. Main event was awesome. World title match was awesome. Tag titles. FTRs yet to have a bad match. Um, Sabu showing up in AEW remains the most random thing in wrestling that I've seen in a couple years now. Um, it couldn't have made less sense. The only good part, Mike, was when Taz said, I know that guy. And we're like, yeah, man, you guys fucking hated each other. <laughs> we all saw the feud. <laughs> you guys, um, Mark, I don't know if you like heard any of this, but Sabu showed up on AEW just for no reason. None. No reason. <clears throat> he like, oh, I have Sabu watching my back. And Taz was all like, I know that guy. And that was really, that was it. And then it was fun. he, you know, uh, he immediately at the pay-per-view, Sabu jumped off of, jumped through uh, through a table with someone. Then he got up real slow and I'm like, oh man, hope Sabu got a big check for this one. And Mike, uh, we were playing Civilization as we were, as we were watching the show and I hadn't played Civ in a while. And uh, Civ is fun, man. Even when like you're in the barbarian struggle. Uh, for a while there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I enjoyed it particularly. Um, I remember earlier in the day when I was telling my girlfriend what we were planning on doing. Mm. Um, the way I put it to her is that it's 
you know, it's a, it's a callback to many a Friday night um, during the pandemic when myself, uh, Bobby, and Phil would just, uh, you know, stream something and either play Uno and then at a certain point we started playing some Civilization. When it was just often, me and you. But we would do it. When it was me and you only because God bless Phil. I know Phil doesn't like it that much. He'll do it. But Phil's not the biggest Uno, biggest Civ fan. There was a couple of times where you and me were playing Civilization and like Drew would join us. We'd be like, uh, and you know, not people to know everybody here. Uh, my uh, my former roommate Drew. Um, but like we'd play Civ, and it'd be a good like six hours of just yeah. like nobody would say anything to each other either. We're just all like <laughs> working in silence. Like, hey man, who got this? Every few minutes, you man, who could trade with me? Who got who got gold? <laughs> who got who got some resources? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited that Civ Seven is coming out, and. Uh, I don't know what they change in these games, like so much as just you know, they just make it so I got to pay for the people I want to play with. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Like I've even before everything went on sale, I had already bought all of the expansions. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I'm gonna feel some kind of way having to go back to like twelve rulers again. I mean, I wanted to play as Cyrus. You know, come on, man. This is goddamn Cyrus the Great, my my dude. And they said, oh, you don't own that. And I'm just like, I can't pay for a game you've now cut down in price by 90%. It's too, it's too bad uh, the Dominican Republic never, uh, never went a conquering to other islands. So they'll never, you'll never see Rafael Trujillo as one of the civilization uh, leaders. You don't want to see him. He was a horrible dictator. Yeah, but like, it seems like, I mean, okay, horrible dictator, Mike. Um <laughs> Like, Very I mean, funny. I'm just like, he killed, it, he killed a shit ton of people. Let's go, let's go, uh, uh, Duarte, the, the, the founder. There we go. I think people are, people make mods. I'm looking this up now for, for civilization, um, with, uh, Rafael Trujillo and another one with, uh, Juan Pablo is the other one people do. Yeah, apparently. Juan Pablo Duarte? Yeah. yeah. That's the other one people do. Um, yeah, civil, but it, it seems like they'll, they'll do pretty much anybody. You know, except one. There's one I definitely haven't seen there. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to see that uh, that guy. Can you be Stalin? Oh, you were talking about Stalin. No, I, I mean, I mean no, I mean, I was talking about Hitler, but can you be Stalin? Uh, well, I typed in Civilization Six Mods Dominican Republic, and the first video that comes out is fucking Stalin's big bushy fucking mustache. So, yes. So you can be Stalin... Again, like, also, like, not to defend any dictator. I mean, it depends who you're asking. Some of these are worse than others. Like, I had a friend who was just like, why are they let you put, why they, why they put Mao Zedong in the game? And I'm just like, all right, that's a reasonable where you, position. Where do you download these mods? I remember, it's got to be, like, it's like a PC thing, man. I remember um, when, yeah, remember uh, MVP I Baseball? Oh, obviously, but I remember, um, you got to just, like, you install, like, you got, like, the install files, basically, to stick them in there. Do you remember MVP Baseball when it went down? Uh, go- yeah, yeah. Sad day. Um, MVPmods.com was a thing for like another five years of baseball. I was still updating that uh, that game on the PC with. Um, but yeah, that's all I got this week. I watched wrestling and I uh, I uh, played some Civ. And uh, oh, and the WWE thing was great, man. The uh, Sammy and Usos thing that advanced some more today this weekend. That story. I, I haven't. I think I've just seen like a couple of news articles about it. I just know who is it? Jimmy super cook, uh, get super cooked, super kick Roman, right? Yeah. Things took a turn and man, let me tell you, you think people are over and then you see Sammy Zayn come out in fucking Saudi Arabia and whoo, 
No Syrian has ever been cheered like that in Saudi Arabia in history, man. <laughs> that was, wow, that was wild. Um, but yeah, that's all I got this week. Mike, what do you got? Uh, quick for me, uh, you, we already talked about AW Double or Nothing. The only other thing, I can't remember if I talked about it last week. I might have, uh, but just still really dip deep into Breath in the Wild, um, spending every waking moment when I'm um, playing video games, just playing. Do you mean that. Tears? Tears of the Kingdom? Are you playing Tears Breath of the, the Kingdom? Yes. Okay. Apologies. Okay. Yeah. You're on the new shit. And correct. Mark, you thought someone else was on you on your on your journey of I got to finish Breath of the Wild. Uh, I just he, he he just I mean I, that's that's my homework which I've been neglecting. Um, and now with Street Fighter coming out, I'm over it. <laughs> I can't, mm. I'll wait to play Tears of the Kingdom. Um, but I knew Mike. I think last last week he you hadn't gotten it yet, right? Because Best Buy shipping kind of screwed you over. So yeah, they fucked n- me. Now you're in and you're making your your wibble wobble machines with your tires, trying to make your little doodads and failing. I'm sure spectacularly. That's all the videos I saw early on was just people trying to make vehicles and then not going correctly. And I think you know, th- there's some fun to be had there, like messing around with that stuff. Indeed, there is. It's uh, it's been a good time. Nice. Man, as long as Nintendo hits Mario and Zelda out of the park, people are very satisfied, it seems like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're the heavy hitters. And they flat out own Sega? Or not? Who owns Sega? No. No. Sega, they don't make hardware anymore, but they I know, but like they have Sonic. Like, who owns Sonic? I guess is my question. Sega. Yeah, yeah. okay. Sega, and Sega's still its own thing. They, they've bought some other companies. They don't do hardware, but they're still around. They own Mega Man or not? No, no it's Capcom. Capcom? Okay. Anyway, um, all right. I think that's it. That's all we got this week. Um, be back next week where we're going to preview Amanda Nunes versus uh, Irene Aldana. Um, an interesting fight. We'll see if anybody. I think we all agree Irene's a live dog, but are any of us bold enough to pick her? I don't mm. know the answer to that. I'm leaning probably no. You know, she's almost a three to one underdog, but. I don't know. I'm going to bring up the same thing I bring up every time where I go, is Amanda Nunes going to retire now? Is this when we're doing this? Are we retiring now? So until then, um, I was Dr. Law. That was DJ Mark. And that was Lavender Gooms. Thank you all so much for listening. And uh, hopefully you guys wake up, listen to this, and Miami has held on to this lead. Peace out. Goodbye. See ya. I really need an outline public mod and just have Trujillo just run rampant and do world domination. I mean, I'm just putting this out there. We can do mods. Why can't you just give me, like, the Jedi? Give me, like, you know, the Jedi. You know, give me that. Like Someone's got to make it. That's you know, what I'm saying. Like, who, like, who's taking who, their, their free time to I'm not, to my now game. I'm thinking there's, like, money Palpa- to be made. Palpatine is the, is the leader. On a ludicrous civilization is what I'm getting at. You know, the Smurfs versus the Jedi. Make it happen. Peace. Go heat. <laughs>